0: delightfully fascinating character in the realms of mystery. Earl Durbigger's Charlie Chan. In the case of the murder of Colonel Willoughby, Charlie Chan is convinced that he knows who the murderer is. Gerald Willoughby, the murdered man's nephew, apparently has an ironclad alibi. He was in Chicago when the Colonel was killed, and he was en route to San Francisco when Simmons, the butler, was killed. But Inspector Chan, after duly pondering the case, sees in the nephew the only man with a vestige of motive, sees in his own theoretical case the only reasonable assumption possible. The island detective believes that for reasons unknown, Gerald had desired both the colonel and his son out of the way. The bulky Honolulu detective sits in a chair by the library fire,
1: talking to Sergeant O'Brien and Miss Evelyn Mitchell, the murdered man's secretary. You see, Sergeant, in this case we are dealing with very prominent men, and we must prove sufficient motive if we are to even force an arrest.
2: But how in the world are you going to do that, Inspector? You can't prove a motive when you haven't got a single piece of writing... Not a solitary witness. No, if it was money, her, that's easy. Or a woman, her, that's easier. A
3: woman? Oh, Reggie, Sir Reginald did say something about both cousins being in love with the same woman, Gerald's wife. Oh, but that hardly fits the case as far as the murder of the colonel is concerned.
1: But it may, who can tell? Observe, if you please, peculiar situation. I am convinced that Gerald killed his uncle, then killed Simmons. Yet, if you should ask me for a motive... I can only give a suggestion. If you say, Gerald has alibi, he was in Chicago when first murder was committed, and on planes flying to San Francisco when second murder was committed, I can only say it is for purpose of proving that said Gerald has motive that we are here. It is to break said alibi that we must bend all our efforts.
2: And you're after feeling quite sure that Mr. Doof won't help us? That is so. Strictly
1: correct, Sergeant. But Inspector Duff has known Gerald Willoughby for years. He cannot conceive of his being guilty. He does not wish to find him guilty.
3: Nor does Sir Reginald. Oh, not that he has said anything, but well, I just know that's all. Uh... Quite
1: so, Miss Evelyn. Both Duff and Sir Reginald will assist us to do everything necessary when we present them with some semblance of proof. But to present moment, all I can place before them is theoretical case which I have built because there is no practical evidence of contrary nature.
2: I can understand Doff's feelings. I'm the same way when it comes to making a move that will bring a case before the district attorney or the grand jury. I, well, more than once I've known who a murderer was, but I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> I didn't have the proof. Quite true, Sergeant, and that is the situation here.
1: It is not murder we have to find... It is method whereby he committed murder.
3: But we can't get away from the fact that Gerald sent that telegram from Chicago before Simmons was killed, which proves that he was in Chicago the day after his uncle's murder. An impossibility.
1: Do you recall the true particulars of the murder in the Rue Morgue? Not the story by the great author,
2: Edgar Allan Poe, but the actual case from which he built his story of the ape. It's kind of hazy in my mind.
3: I always thought it was a piece of fiction.
2: By no means. The murder took place at number 16, La Rue Morgue.
1: Two o'clock in the morning. Rose Delacorte goes into her apartment. Observe. The woman was seen to enter her room. The stout oak door was bolted on the inside. The window, likewise, was bolted on the inside. The chimney, so small that not even the cat could get in or out, yet... Here is a woman, stabbed with such force that the blade, which must have been like the blade of a sword, goes through the body to the mattress. Not a cry, not a sound, yet the woman is dead. It is an unsolved crime, but while no one can prove who committed it, it was committed. While we have not so far proved that Joel committed this murder, he is the only one with motives. The fact that we cannot prove how he did it does not permit us to shrug
2: shoulders, so to speak, and retire from case. I'm with you, Inspector. Uh, somehow, some place we've missed a point. Uh, somewhere, the murderer slipped. Uh, somewhere, we've slipped. Uh, some little thing we haven't given the right thought to. Correct, Sergeant. Let us retrace steps for a moment. Night of murder,
1: Colonel Willoughby is standing in gymnasium. Note, which he believes was written by Duff, he slipped into his hand.
3: He walks about 12 steps to the hallway, and in less than two minutes, you, Mr. Chan, find him lying there dead.
2: The very next day, Simmons answers the door. We go out to see what's happened to him. Within two minutes, and he only says, Records. I saw it was records. Records.
1: Think, Sergeant. Is it not strange... That a man in his last moment should use the word records in preference to papers? Records. Military records or police records? Be so kind as to ask Duff and Sir Reginald and Jell to step into room, please. Also, Mr. Blake, I wish to ask favor of him. Sure, Inspector. Thank you so much. Miss Evelyn, we have not searched colonel's business papers as thoroughly as we have searched private correspondence. Perhaps in that we have been somewhat negligent. We shall correct it. You have papers here?
3: In this black briefcase. I'll spread them out on the desk here by the window.
1: I do not wish to appear hurried, but I am anxious to leave day after tomorrow by steamer. You think you
3: actually believe you can solve this by then?
1: I am confident of it. I am certain that with Mr. Blake's cooperation, we shall trap murderer into showing visible evidence of his guilt. And then confession will follow suit. Yes, I am certain of it. Yes, sir. Uh, we have been discussing last words of Simmons. Words which he repeated. Record. We thought that record was strange word for dying man to use. Somehow, persistent thought comes to us that in that word... There is definite clue. I've done quite a bit of thinking
0: about that, too, Charlie. But I can't think of any military records in connection with the case at all.
2: Perhaps Gerald knows something. No,
0: really, I don't. It's all very distressing. My
1: cousin Douglas was ordered tried by court-martial for cowardice. The papers carried the story. We were all very much upset. Naturally. It is a distressing affair, as you say. A family of military reputation. You were in France at the time? Yes. So, of course, I didn't know much about it. I was colonel of a territorial unit. Well, as I say, just a few days before the court was to convene, Douglas committed suicide. We now know, of course, that he did not, but that is what you thought at the time. Yes. Well, uh, we managed to have the thing hushed up then, but it almost broke Uncle's heart. Uh, how long afterwards was it before Colonel Willoward began to doubt that he's, uh, he had his son had committed suicide? I can answer that, Inspector. The colonel came to me with the
0: story that an old soldier, whom we now know to be Simmons, told the colonel that Douglas wasn't dead. He said that he never was guilty of cowardice. And the old man immediately started on a trip around the world to see if he could locate his son. He's been traveling ever since, 11 years now.
1: And you, Mr.
0: Willoughby, knew nothing of this? I knew a little of it, yes. I was like my uncle. I didn't like the idea, the stigma of cowardice being attached to the family.
1: But I know the army... Charges of cowardice are brought lightly. They're generally well substantiated. Quite so. But to return to the word record, no one can give leading thought on that point.
2: Afraid not, Inspector.
1: Come in, please. Ah, Drake. Sit down, please. I have favor to ask of you in
2: one moment. I'll be delighted. The only other records I could think of, Charlie, were police records. I thought of them, too, Inspector, but that don't seem to help us much. I can't see it either, Sergeant. Oh, before I
1: forget... You have convinced Mr. Gerald that prisoner we have at present in jail is Colonel San Douglas? Yes, I'm convinced. But I don't see what on earth he was doing searching my uncle's papers. Quite clear, I think. Young man was fearful that he was to be disclosed. And for reasons best known to himself, he desires that the past be dead. Naturally, no one at his age was to be reminded of an experience of 20 years ago. Ah, but it is more than that. Think, please. Is there any other reason he might have for wishing truth not to become known? I... Why... Why, why no. No, of course not. Ah, you are no. tired from trip. I understand, yes That will be all just now. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, Inspector Duff, will you stay behind for one moment, please, Mr. Blake? Well, of course. I'm going down to the jail. Want to come, Evelyn, uh, uh Miss Mitchell? Do you mind, Mr. Jen? <laughs> Indeed, no. I think little fresh air will do you good, especially taken in company of Sir Reginald. Yes. <laughs> By Jove, you do notice things, don't you, Charlie? Uh, come along, Evelyn.
2: Right with you, Gerald.
1: Mr. Blake, would you be kind enough to invite all guests who were present night Colonel was killed to attend another gathering at your home? Why, certainly. If, uh, well, if you have a reason. I have very definite reason. I intend to clear mystery. Well, when? I mean, today or tomorrow? Tomorrow evening... At seven. Just as you say, Inspector. Sergeant, you are to stay with me tonight. We will complete our little plot. Hey, you'll be Johnny on the spot, Inspector. Duff, my old friend. I am going to play a role of Chinese Santa Claus tomorrow. Can you have British consul here as one of guests?
2: Certainly, but what's the big idea?
1: I am going to vindicate honor of young man at present in jail. I wish official witness of confession of murderer that Lieutenant Douglas Willoughby... Was not coward as charged by superior officers. Well, the Honolulu detective is
0: convinced that he has a solution to the murder. After you have heard from your sponsor, Inspector Chan will be with us again. Chan, what piece of Chinese philosophical wisdom do you have for us this evening?
1: I am thinking of complicated case in which we find ourselves struggling.
0: Yes, Mr. Chan.
1: At night, when one stands upon the banks of the Yellow River, one hears the angry voices of the water. One thinks of the power of the current. One sees the foaming, seething vortex, and one is afraid. But with the coming of daylight, the Yellow River becomes a swift stream, a river of life flowing through a rich country. An artery of commerce, and one is no longer afraid. One is overjoyed. So it is with all things. Man fears only that which he cannot see or understand. To understand is the most important thing in life.